This is Vic from your friendly neighborhood show. Chew on this, a Nerd United podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Chew on this podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Chew on this pod. We're active on all three social media sites. And it's not just podcast episode announcements, but it's also memes, nerd news, and any special events the show might be at. Now light some candles, pour a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 318 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Chewies 2021. Uh, we made it. Uh, I don't know how because we barely saw anything last year, but we, we scraped the bottom of the barrel and here we are to give you what we feel like was the best and worst of uh, 2020, I guess you could say. Well, it it feels like we didn't read the entire book and we're trying to give a book report right now. Like, we didn't get the really shitty spark notes. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't really get the big full list of movies that were supposed to come out last year. I didn't even think Shang-Chi was supposed to come out last year. Everything. And that trailer, that trailer just came out. Yeah. So, um, they're behind, not us. It's not our fault. (laughs) Your fault, Hollywood. Your fault. Lots of, uh, there's a good amount of Netflix movies on the list. There's a good amount of things that we didn't know we were going to watch because there was nothing to watch. Um, we were even throwing around the idea at one point that we would just throw everything we did in here. Yeah, yeah, like TV <laughs> like shows. Like video and, games yeah. and television shows because we did a lot of those last year. Best movie or like cutscene from Last of Us 2. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so... But- all well, right, so we got our we got our weird uh, categories, and uh, and then we have our normal categories. Um, so let's see here. Uh, so let's, you guys are going to be everywhere. Pre- <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll start from. Uh, um, I'll do best fights. All let's right. do that. So best fights. We'll work. We're from so there. organized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like this list is so short. Show. Yeah. <laughs> that I want to drag this out. <laughs> so we're faking that we're unprepared. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Anyway, so best <laughs> fights. We uh, Again, this is very slim pickings. Usually we have four people on the list or four movies on the list. Mm-hmm. This one we only had three. I think we kept it to three just to be safe. Right. Because um, if that was the case, we were going to start hadn't like, to add movies from like 1996 uh, to make it four. You're like Con Air. So. <laughs> right. Best fights. All right. Like, so, why, uh, why that movie? Uh, The Old Guard, yep. Birds of Prey, and Mulan. Now, every single one of these movies had something different about it. Like, all, all three of these movies are very different as far as action goes. Um, well, this one was a tough choice between two of two of them for us. Yeah, because I know Mulan, our good friend uh, of the podcast, Heidi Moneymaker, uh, was part of that team. And I think in a for couple one of different shot. fights, one shot, yeah, one yeah. fight, um, one fight which, yeah. which was one of the better fights in that movie, actually, um, was that scene that, that I think that she choreographed or that she directed. But, uh, but I think the two, like the old guard and Birds of Prey, were both movies that were the fights, you know, were were pretty substantial and yeah. and pretty different and really cool. Um, and we debated on this one. I think we had more trouble with this one than any other category for some reason. <laughs> uh, 
But it, what it came down to, well, you tell it because I remember it came down to one thing and I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Right. So we, we kept mentioning like what we loved about both movies, right? And the old guard has some really, really good action set pieces and fight scenes, like really top notch. A mm. um, lot of like holy shit moments. But when I talked about the two big moments from Birds of Prey that really blew my mind as far as like, I've never fucking seen that before. It came down to the prison guard scene uh, yes. in the, in the, the, the sprinklers were going off. Yeah, that was really good. And I think it was before that. Or maybe after. I don't know. The it doesn't matter. The warehouse, the warehouse with the yeah. baseball bat. Like, I remember her throwing the baseball. That was the thing that that we chose Birds of Prey for best fight because I mentioned the scene where she throws the baseball bat to the ground yeah, and hits the guy. Up. And I remember being in the theater like, holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, they really, I mean, in Suicide Squad, they really underused her. They made her just cheesy as hell. And in this movie, you're like, because like when she got the bat, I was like, yeah, whatever, you got the bat. And then she did shit with the bat that I was like, why didn't you do that in Suicide Squad? That's fucking yeah. awesome. Because uh, in Suicide Squad, she, <laughs> the she only person that's it. really, the person that's, the only person that's really equipped to, to be there is, is Deadshot and, yeah. uh, and the flame guy, Diablo. No, no, no. The other, uh, what was the, fuck, his name, Joe, Joe something. He played oh, Robocop. Oh, yeah. Kinnaman uh, or that character. I forget what his name is. What the hell? I'm drawing a blank. I'm going to kill myself for this. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but those were the only two prepared to go into battle. I mean, they had Boomerang there. <laughs> and a guy that could climb well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here's the difference between somebody like, Boomerangs in the Suicide Squad, uh, the one that was directed by James Gunn. But I have a feeling they're going to do some shit with boomerangs I've never seen before. Right, right. You know, and, and that's the difference between the David Ayer's um, Harley Quinn versus the Birds of Prey uh, Harley Quinn, where <laughs> she just has a bat. She's completely <laughs> ill-equipped to be running around downtown fighting aliens or monsters, and she yeah, just but- has a Bat. But in Birds of Prey, dude, you're like, oh, I mean, she's, she's just she's just yeah. swinging a bat like anybody would be swinging a bat in like the she looked like somebody that was in The Walking Dead, just swinging <laughs> away, no training whatsoever, kind of. Yeah. But in Birds of Prey, she's like almost a trained assassin. She's so good. Yeah. Like it's so basically it's the baseball bat. The, the the baseball bat is is what. Uh, basically won that one because <laughs> yeah. there was nothing there was no baseball bat equivalent in either of those movies we should have had like a category that said best weapon it would have been the bat <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know best weapon i mean all the movies we saw last year pretty yeah. sure like there are some the last of truth probably would have won maybe yeah that movie wasn't so fucking terrible um, yeah, but we were spoil- just talking about best weapons. Spoil- <laughs> Spoiler alert for our Chewies later. <laughs> yeah, you um, shouldn't be wa- listening to this if you've listened to nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the next category we have, we've got um, uh, best special effects. And uh, this one, I don't know, this one was kind of tough too because... There was uh, not very many movies uh, that had really awesome special effects in it, and but there were three in particular. Well, two in particular was heavy CG, and then the other one was just like, well, this was a cool movie. Let's throw it in because there were some cool effects in it. But but basically, we've got we've got Tenet, we've got uh, Love and Monsters because uh, a lot of the monsters in there were all CG and whatnot. Um, and then you've got, uh, the old guard and, uh, and you can already tell, like we, we, we really sucked the dick of old guard big time. Like we loved that movie last year. Uh, but I, but there was one really big standout, I think in this, and and I think you brought it up because I was like, I was kind of like kind of leading toward love and monsters. But then when you were mentioning like, we've never seen this shit before, dude. Like I was like, oh yeah, like you're kind of right. But, um, we had to give it to Tenet. Um, Christopher Nolan once again like does something completely different. Uh, yeah, I mean, and mind boggling, mind boggling. He takes a simple concept and just like 
Kubrick's it, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a time travel movie, but it's taking place in the future's past. Yeah, it's really hard to explain, but there's like a machine that you go in and you come out back going backwards. Like it's well because like the same the reality guy, the opposite um, way. What is what is the new Batman's name? God damn it, I'm doing horrible with names. Robert tonight. Robert Pattinson. I can't remember his name in the yeah. movie now. It was like Nick or Ned or I don't I don't, I don't know. But he's from the future going into the past. Yeah. To train that guy, to to let that guy know what's going on. And he never tells that future guy that he's that he dies on this mission. Oh my god! Yeah, he right? wants to tell so, him, but if he tells him, then he'll never go yeah. and meet him, and the, yeah, the, it'll never happen. The history will never right. happen. Right. And he's like, oh, so, we go on a lot of missions together. We're best friends, and blah blah blah. I was like, oh my god, that's right, crazy, crazy. Um, it's like almost like a never ending time. Basically, I don't know. I don't know how. <sighs> I don't know how time I, travel works. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I always thought, like, honestly, even though it's very popular now, I always thought I was confused. Remember when we did Back to the Future? And I was like, there's always something. Oh, it was maybe Bill and Ted's. Bill and when Ted. I was like, yeah. where, where that they, they do that same concept that is Back to the Future. Where if you mess with the past, it messes with the future, right? Right. But Avengers aren't so, like that, though. The no, no, no. explain it differently. Well, it's very – well, that's the thing. It's always very scientific because – well, there there's a scientific. Because I always figured uh, in Back to the Future because their concept is widely known as like the concept too, like with time travel, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's happened before. So I always had a problem – with the loop thing because that's Marty's like future self. Right. So he could have, he could have remembered somehow to tell doc when they first met or something like that, you know? Well, there, I, I didn't have a problem with going back. I always had a problem going forward because if you got in the car, the DeLorean went forward, you left the timeline. So you've, you're gone. So everyone's like, where did Marty go? And then in 2015, well, he just shows up and he's the same. Well, age. he, he, but he, but that's what, when he goes back into the future, it's this, he purposely puts, um, that he's behind like 10, 15 minutes because they had it originally set to the very time he disappeared. So basically the plan was he's drives into the future and then he immediately, uh, bumps back into them. Like um, at the end, like he's behind. That was the yeah. initial plan. Right. Um, but that didn't happen. But yeah. so I always thought the Avengers way. I always thought like, well, how do you change your future when you've known that that's going to happen? Right. You know, like when we talked about Back to the Future where Marty's born and he looks exactly like that fucking kid in high school. Right. <laughs> like you base, you can't. Right, it's a different timeline. I right? remember that we were like, "You cheated on me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. Um, but I always saw it the Avengers way when they were like, "That's not how time works." And when the Hulk explained it, uh, it's exactly how I always thought it. I always thought like, "Wait, Back to the Future is a never-ending time loop." If that's the case, because right, he's right. always gonna, you know. So that was the problem I always had. And the way that the MCU explained it was actually how I always felt. Like it doesn't yeah. change your future. It doesn't change the future. Right. Right. Because um, you are your future self when you go back in the past. That's right. You just have to put everything back. Like I like, anyway, like, like yeah, the yeah, whole reason going, for that entire, cross-eyed. the <laughs> the whole reason for that five minute bullshit, useless rant I just did, um, was to say that he, Tenet took it in a whole different direction, oh, yeah. but at the same time did borrow some of the Back to the Future aspects. Yes. Yeah. Where yeah. the f- past changes the future. Yes. But yep. you would have thought anyway. it would have been the other way around, right? Like yeah. you would have thought Christopher Nolan would have used the real way of time travel. I mean, if there was time travel, right? Well, you figure other, Chris- well I mean, the other, the other time travel movie that I really like is Looper. Because uh, there is, it is a loop, you know, and you right. you seal you seal the loop once your job is done and all that shit. Um, 
Yeah. But anyway, it, it's it's very innovative. I mean, you, I, I was shit. I was so confused, but yet I was just like enjoying it anyway. And then by the end, yeah. I kind of figured it out. And um, it's, it's the way he different. shoots his movies. There, yeah. the way he shoots his movies is just mesmerizing. Yeah. Um, but sometimes he does like to fuck with his audience. Yeah, big time. Which is, and, and this is a big what, one. Yeah. So this year, our made up. Uh, the way we do annually, we just make up a fucking award. Actually, I think we made up like three awards this year. I think um, so. But this new award is the What the Fuck Did I Just Watch um, award. <laughs> you don't want to do worst special effects first? <laughs> <laughs> no. I want like, to go no, back to this. This, this is a good segue. Go yeah. Because as best special effects uh, was the winner for Tenant, this award goes to Tenant as well. Because... <laughs> There are times in the movie where I'm just like, I know I've been paying attention, but I don't know what's going on. Right. I I have to go back and watch it again. You, you got to watch this movie at home because you could, because literally what I would do is I'd watch something. I would pause it. I would think out loud, like start talking and shit. And my kids are sitting there like, dad, let the movie go. And I'm like, no, no, no. I got to figure this out. And I would say it out loud and then I'd get all excited. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. And then I'd hit play again and I'd get, so like it took me three hours to watch the movie because I kept pausing it and trying to work it out. Because, because if I just kept going, I, my, my brain would start frying because I'm like trying to, trying to, I was I behind the whole time. I kept, I was I, behind. I kept going. Uh, I kept going. <laughs> You're like, no. I when there you. was, I forget what scene there was. Yeah, I would have killed you. I would have been like, don't fucking touch that remote again. <laughs> Stop um, pausing it. But it was, there was, I forget which part it was, but there was one time where the movie presented something and I sat there while the movie was playing to figure that out. And by the time it figured it out, I had missed what the fuck they were saying. So then I had to start the, like, I had to be like, and I didn't stop. Right. So you like, I stop. just kept just on. It. I, I, I had to stop because I was like, okay, hold on a second. I got to figure this out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he purposely made it that way. So you had to go watch the fucking thing two or three times. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's like, I mean, when I first watched the matrix, I was like, what the hell did I just watch? And no, I that like, made sense to me. The matrix made sense to me. I had to watch um, it again. The, the matrix definitely made sense to me. Um, but in this one, it's not just the time travel. It's how they're using time travel and what is going on. Right. Because he shows it in a way you've never seen before, which is the backwards thing. And yeah, you're like, oh, how so can you win cool. special effects for going backwards? I'm like, because Christopher Nolan did it. If anybody <laughs> else did it, it would just look like they were just rewinding something. But the way that he did it, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. They had to learn how to fight backwards. It's so fucking crazy. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, we haven't really spoiled anything. You just got to go fucking watch it. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So that brings us to uh, the worst special effects category. Now, this one wasn't really that difficult to figure out because there was one movie that kind of stood out. But anyway, um, we uh, in this category we have New Mutants. Uh, the I think it's like the last of the Fox uh, X Men type movies. <laughs> what a way to fuck it up, too. Uh, yeah, what a way to go out. Um, Wonder Woman 84, yeah, it's in there because, sorry, but some of those special effects, especially with Cheetah, was, were terrible, I thought. Uh, um, I thought the worst was when they were doing the uh, road, tr- the the fight on the road. The fight on the road, yeah, it was bad, too. I thought The Matrix did it way better, like Matrix Reloaded. Did that I, way, I'm way not better. so much talking about the action, but I'm talking about, like, I can tell that's not her running. Right. Like, you right. Know, oh, you know yeah, how- yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how that, that was bad. Um, that was really bad. You know how like they did it in uh, Civil War when yes, you know Black Panther and when yeah. they're all running down and and it's like wow that looks really good. How did they do that? Right. All they did was put a fucking track in there. They built yeah. a track in the middle they of the really fucking ran. road. Yeah, they really yeah. ran. They were just but it's, moving, it was on like one of those too. like it was on one of those like. I don't, it's not an escalator, but like those flat escalators that you get at the Something airline. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that. It was going like five miles an hour. So then when they were running, it looked like they were going like 40 miles an hour. Yeah. It's like it was fucking insanely awesome. Insanely cool. Yeah. So but cool. I could tell like this one, the entire background CG and I could tell right away. 
He's running so that was that was like my running biggest... on a fucking treadmill. <laughs> yeah, a stationary treadmill. <laughs> yeah, like this doesn't look right. I um, mean, when the Flash runs, they have him on a treadmill, but then they have him like all on wire shit because of the fucked up way that he runs. Yeah. Yep. So he looks like know. a marionette. He looks like a marionette on like a fucking. It was bad. Treadmill. I didn't. I didn't like the way Cheetah looked either. I, I didn't like it. It just looked weird. She was jumping around and shit. I didn't like it at all. Some of those um, were bad. And then, uh, and then we have Bill and Ted face the music. Um, and, and this is this is not one we had a tough. Like I said, it was a stretch to get to three. Yeah, and and we knew we weren't going to give it to Bill and Ted because it's purposefully made that way, you know, but. New Mutants kind of took it because some of the CG effects were there were really bad, especially with the the fucking bear and and all that stuff. Just did not look good. Yeah, I would I would suggest everybody who wanted to know what the fuck happened to that movie is to go what the watch what the fuck happened to this movie. Um, it's on Joe Blow, uh, the YouTube site Joe Blow. Yeah, it's fascinating the the things they have in there. I mean, they even have like it doesn't always necessarily have to be a shitty movie too. Like they did like Jaws one time. Yeah. They did Ghost. They did Ghostbusters. Um, they've done some, and basically all it is is just a documentary about right. the story of the show. Yeah, but the the really good ones are the ones like that are per, like really bad. Like there was they did one on uh, Waterworld. Oh, that's a good one because I I actually you know back then they didn't have the internet, but I read about that movie and it it. it I just watched it actually last week because it's going off Netflix at the end of this month. But um, that movie's fascinating because it was one of the most expensive movies of all time, and it, it just had massive production problems. Like the whole atoll off the, the coast of Hawaii, like basically, went, they went out there to go, you know, film, and it they was like built these sets in like huge live nature sets on water. You know, and like and actual ocean. Sunk. Yeah, it's sunk. I'm like, what do you think was going to happen? But there's a lot of things in that video that uh, that that I didn't know about because I I've read those things too. But there's things in the videos that I didn't know about. Anyway, the whole point is there's a new mutants Joe Blow video of what the fuck happened to this movie, and everybody should watch it. Um, that being said, the thing that got me for winning worst special effects was the uh, the ending bear stuff. Like always, kind of look weird to me and if yeah. that's your big giant set piece like the problem i had with wonder woman was in the middle of the movie uh that was the biggest one i had because that stood out the worst for me um but yeah. for new mutants if your entire ending because i heard they reshot the ending too um they added more cg i don't know what it is with suits that don't know what the hell about movies that think you need this giant set piece at the end like in deadpool i love deadpool until the ending same thing with the first wonder woman i love wonder woman until the ending Right, um, right. I don't understand with it. Or flying garbage. That was a big thing that one year. Oh fuck! Yeah, literally, it was like Suicide Squad. It was Apocalypse X Men, and it was like uh, Independence Day or whatever. All three of those had fucking flying garbage and shit at the end. Ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, even Guardians of the Galaxy had like flying, like, like slop. You know that that whatever <laughs> yeah. that shit was. That's right. Um. But it yeah, kind of forgot about that because the ego fights were so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, next uh, next one. This one. This is our first of this one. Um, we're going to give out our first lifetime achievement award. And <laughs> yeah, but what's it called though? We changed it. <laughs> this is this is the lifetime achievement award for pl- for playing the same character. Now it's funny. If I would have saw that, like, if you just made that up and and you're like, guess guess who it should be i would have chose something completely different but but oh yeah we chose we chose this character because he was in a movie that we actually reviewed but i would have said johnny depp like right away i'd have been like because we make fun of that all the time where he plays oh, the same like but british that's accent without knowing white, the movie is right yeah british face british accent with white face he does it every fucking or something time. or something with his face he always likes yeah. to change his face weird character uh, yeah. All right, so so this year uh, we're giving it to Adam Sandler, um, like this year, like it was last year. This is a made up award <laughs> for this year, um, but this this award is going to Adam Sandler for for playing the same character in not even just movies. If you listen to his like early comedy uh, tapes and and CDs and stuff, they're kind of the same. You can pick out which of those characters he used for movies, right? You know. 
I mean, oh, he even did that shit on uh, Remote Control. Remember that TV show on MTV? Oh, my God, with Colin Quinn? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He he always got the biggest cheer because he would come out and make all these, like, funny noises and shit. And those – if you look at those and then compare them to the CDs and stuff and then, you know, you go watch his movies, you can figure out which one of these characters is which. That's really sad. <laughs> he made a living. He made yeah. millions. <laughs> and I fucking ate it up. Like, I loved it. I actually didn't like him on Remote Control, but I loved all his movies, like his earlier stuff, Billy Madison, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Happy Gilmore, all that shit. I loved all his early stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, so he wins the Lifetime Achievement Award for playing the same character. Congratulations, <laughs> Adam Sandler. You did it. <laughs> you made it to our show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next category we have is uh, Best Animated Film. And we only saw, I want to say, four or five last year. That's a um, lot. It, it is quite a bit. Um, usually it's not as much. But uh, there were there were a couple standouts. Um, I, I know, like, I liked Over the Moon, but I didn't think it was better than these three. Um, right. And But we have uh, Onward. We have Soul. And we have Superman Red Sun. Now, Superman Red Sun, actually, I know you reviewed last year. I still haven't watched it. I'm bad, I know. It's on HBO Max. Um, yeah. I heard some pretty good things about it. And then. So, this yeah, was the ahead. one where, this is the one where we talked about it because it was between this one and, uh, and what was the one? To the Moon? Whatever. We have, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause Over the Moon, I would Over say. Over the Moon, that's right. Right on the outskirts of, of the. So. I was the one who watched both of these, and I was like, I don't know, Superman Red Sun's pretty good. And I remember thinking Over the Moon was good until they actually got to the moon. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I loved everything up until that point. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just really took me out of the movie. But yeah, I don't remember same. being anything in Superman Red Sun that took me out of the movie. Um, right. It was really right. good. I liked it. Uh, so that's basically what got on the list. And then, like, my favorite movie of last year, one of my favorite movies was Soul, but we kind of had, it wasn't really even a heated debate, we just kind of talked about it and thought that the other movie just has a little bit more, I don't know, like, it, it has this more retellability of one thing. But This is the Finding Dory uh, <clears throat> argument that we use. Yeah. And the Finding Dory, if you've never watched the review, is we only gave it, what, four stars, each yeah. of us? And, and the only <laughs> and the only reason we yeah. didn't is because we didn't ball our eyes out, right? You know, like that's the bar that Pixar has set for us, right. and that's kind of what we used here. We used the Finding Dory one, like Toy Story four was the Finding Dory argument. I I really enjoyed this movie; it was fun, but I didn't cry. Like that Toy Story three ending would make anybody cry. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Um. So these two movies we talked about, and that's what it came down to, the Finding Dory argument. I'm going to use that from now on, the Finding Dory argument. Kind of like in South Park, the the, Kish, the Kishik <laughs> the argument, <laughs> Kishik. Oh. Um, the, it was like, the what was it, the, the Wookiee or Ewok argument or some shit that they uh, would use in court? I can't remember. It's an old South Park joke. Um, but yeah, the Finding Dory argument really works here because Soul is a beautifully put together movie, but there's not one point in it where you're just like, you're tearing up or really, you know, you're crying or whatever, but there's a part in onward that actually there's two times in onward and they're both toward the end. And one is when the, the, you know, Tom Holland character is looking at the list of stuff that he wanted to do with his dad. And he realized that he did all of those with his brother. He realized that his brother was the one that, that kind of took up the mantle of what he wanted to do with his dad. Like it was a real awesome moment where he, and he realizes this. And yeah. so I, I teared up a little bit there, but the big one was when, uh, the brother got to spend time with the dad before he disappeared. And I, that shocked me. I didn't think that was going to happen. And it was done yeah. so really, really well. Um, and it yeah, just, I mean, Man, the whole it, it time, nails you. Just nails the whole you. time you're thinking, as most you know, these type of movies go, he's going to meet his dad. He's going to his dad's going to tell him how proud he of of Tom Holland's character he is. I don't remember the names. Um, you know, that's the typical ending I was looking for, mm -hmm. uh, or thinking that I was going to get. I was like, ah, it's going to be 
you know, typical. I already figured it out. But then when they kind of threw that curveball and then he allowed Chris Pratt to go talk and on top of that, not hearing anything that he says, no. you're actually watching the conversation from the outside yeah. as your top, like your Tom Holland's character. I like, love that so much. I did too, because even though I would have loved to hear what he had to say, it was, it was kind of like, I was happy for Chris Pratt just like he was for his brother. That yeah. he was the one who got to talk to their dad one last yeah. time. Yeah. Like I was, his, I wanted to know what was going on. His, his this, brother was cool. His brother, Tom Holland was just like, I have a dad. I, I got a dad. Like yeah. you're, you're it, you know, and it, it was, was a beautiful moment. Beautiful. It was really, it was really amazing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So basically so, that's, that's why it won. Onward wins. <laughs> Onward yeah. wins best animated film for us of last yeah. year. It was a really great film. And the last film I, uh, the last film I saw in a theater was Onward. Cause COVID was it? Ha- they shut down my theater literally as we were walking out of the theater. They said, folks, we're closed from here on out until further notice. I think and that so might have been the last one I saw too. I haven't been back in the theater since. You, you got, you saw, uh, Godzilla recently. I still haven't been in the theater yet. Yeah. I'm actually going to go. We're going to have a review for Mortal um, Kombat. Mortal Kombat. So I'm seeing Son that in bitch. the theater. theater. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so anyway, uh, okay. So why don't you do the next category? Cause I'll do the, uh, the one after that. Why don't you do it oh, Okay. Again? So, uh, right now we're going to jump to, uh, best actress and we've got three here, uh, three great actresses, uh, fantastic in everything that they did. So we've got Shirley's Theron, uh, obviously for the old guard. I blows my mind. How she, I mean, I don't really know what her age is or whatever, but she's timeless. She's just a total action star. She's freaking amazing. And to boot, she's a great actor. So all of that together is, is fantastic. Yeah. She's, she's definitely called gone the Liam Neeson route where Liam Neeson didn't play any action real characters for the first half of his career. And then he plays nothing but like pissed off dads. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Fantastic. So, um, she's redefined two, herself. Oh, big time. Uh, big. She could do anything. Um, she's like a, a female Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think she's a better she's, actress than Keanu Reeves. She's a better Reeves. actress, yeah, for sure. Um, and then we have Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, we loved, uh, you and I both loved Enola Holmes, and we're praying that they keep making those because uh, that was a really great start to a to a, a franchise. This was the most favorite thing I've seen her seen her in since Stranger Things. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. I wasn't a big fan of her in the Godzilla sh- movies. She's kind of wasted, honestly. A waste. Yeah, of a ca- of of an actress uh, of her caliber in those movies. I mean, what she does, what she's given, she does well with. But the the shit's just dumb um, yeah, because it's a Godzilla there- movie. Well, she's just there for like, hey, a Stranger Things character's in there. That That's all it is. It's not right. anything beyond and above that. And plus, she's probably earning a big paycheck. She's like, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but uh, this movie, Enola Holmes, she really gosh, shines. And I want to see her it. in more of this character. I think big she like, like helped put it together, like produced it, like something. And she's, I don't know. She's it's fucking, it's fantastic. The cast yeah, so is amazing. Good. I can't she believe she was got really Henry good. She, I still can't believe I they got Henry Cavill jacked henry cavill to be sherlock holmes i mean that is definitely the most buffed sherlock holmes has <laughs> ever looked i swear he's gonna move and rip his jacket or some shit i did look like that it looked like if he took a deep breath his jacket would rip like the hulk <laughs> still remember i'm i'm still never gonna forget mission impossible where he cocks his arms like they're guns <laughs> like yeah. what in the in the bat in the bathroom scene oh my god i yeah. love that scene so you much. you still talk about that scene that scene i do quite, that that scene single-handedly makes you question your sexuality that- <laughs> i think because you talk about that scene non-stop because he he just gets up and he cocks his arms like they're guns and then he just yeah. beats the shit out of the guy and, i've well, never his, seen his arms like are guns like yeah, i mean he's yeah. fucking superman dude like, I just, i've never seen that before i was like why are you doing that with your arms? <laughs> Cause he's like, they're now they're loaded. <laughs> Let's go. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, all right. Do number uh, anyway, three. Yeah. Um, and the third one is, uh, Margot Robbie. And you probably, I mean, we haven't said, I mean, we've said so much. Uh, I mean, it's a how, complete 180 from God. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Cause I, I, I was not a big fan. I, and I let everyone know I was not a big fan of her Harley Quinn. It was too, 
character like caricature or whatever you want to call We've, it. I've said it before. It's it in in Suicide Squad. She looks like she's cosplaying as Harley Quinn. Yes, yes. In Birds of Prey, she is, she is. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely adored her in this movie. I was. I, I don't know why it's rated so low, and I don't know why people don't like this movie overall that I've seen in like groups and shit like that on online. But I really liked this movie, and I really yeah. loved her in it. Well, people. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, there's people out there. That's say like that Suicide like, Squad. What's better? Well, because because there are a bunch of men and one woman there. I mean, I, that's my opinion. I don't know. I could be wrong, I don't know. but there's no way Suicide Squad called, is better. I mean, the Birds of Prey are all about the. They're all women, you know. In, yeah, in, no. uh, and so that's the way it's supposed to be. But at any rate, she is she's mesmerizing from beginning to end. Just absolutely mesmerizing. And everyone else in the movie is awesome too. Like if we were doing supporting characters. I would totally vote for practically everybody else that was in that movie. Um, and Ewan McGregor chews up the screen. I mean, all that. Shit. Oh, yeah. But but uh, Margot Robbie. I mean, she wins. She wins Best Actress for sure. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move on to Worst Actress, and this we had a major <laughs> fucking problem with. There we came enough. up. We came up with the. We came up with the list. Yeah. And I kept looking at the list and saying. I don't think anybody on this list is that bad to be yeah. nominated for like our Razzie award. Right. Right. Like, I don't think, I mean, there were things that I didn't kind of like about the story, but that wasn't, that didn't mean like any of the actresses that we've seen were like really who did bad. We have in there, like we had Gal Gadot in there. We had like Julie yeah. Bowen. We had, it didn't you know, fit. And, and it just honestly, didn't they seem were, right. They were just fine. It was just like, we had to like, Oh, we have to pick somebody, you know? Yeah. And these so are three I, I, I argued about it and said, it's our show. We could do whatever the fuck we want. So basically, the worst actress last year, because we didn't get to see enough movies to pick a bad actress, uh, the worst actress was COVID. Um, <laughs> COVID wins. COVID wins this award <laughs> because we couldn't find somebody that actually deserved to even be nominated, let alone pick one. Um, so, yes. yeah. Congrats. COVID. Congrats, COVID. Thank you. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let's see. So we're going to go to uh, Best Actor now. And uh, this one was interesting because, again, we didn't see enough movies. Um, we saw a lot of female-driven movies, uh, yeah. to be honest. So it, this one was a little tough. But anyway, um, so we have Steven Yoon from Minari. And he was, I mean, everything he did was wonderful. I thought he was, he was acting his ass off. I mean, it felt very real. He felt like a father of this, of this family moving from one end to the other and trying to get a farm going and all that. And he did it. I thought he did a very admiral, like really fantastic job. Um, we have Jamie Foxx and soul, uh, Jamie Foxx. I mean, I, I think he's done voiceovers before, but there's something about this performance. that's just so genuine and so fucking real. And, uh, and you should cry, <laughs> but you know, again, it's, it's the movie. It's not necessarily him. I mean, he does an amazing, amazing job. And then, um, and then we have Dylan O'Brien. This one, we kind of just, I think that was a stretch, <laughs> but he, but <laughs> honest, but, but he does play this character really fucking well because yeah. you really relate to him and you're really pulling for him. And he, you believe that this guy goes from like, you know, the, the, whatever, the clown or the, the, the town idiot or whatever to like somebody that actually like is was the town. He, he was actually the whatever smartest. Whatever you want to call it. I guess he was actually the smartest. The, he was like the town wuss basically. The town like, wuss. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Like he never um, was going out on runs or anything like that. Just somebody that could, that was way more confident by the end and braver and all that stuff. And I thought they did a great job like showing that. I, I really like you believe it. Um, so he did a great job, but again, it doesn't compare to the other two, like even by a long shot, but he was good. But, um, I think we went, what did we go? Well, we went with Jamie Foxx because the, the voice acting was just, it was just so phenomenal. Like, like they picked the perfect person to be that character. Yeah. It, it didn't even sound like Jamie Foxx. Like he was that character. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, like Shrek, like donkey and, Mushu are the same character. Yeah, they're the same. They're the same fucking yeah, the character. Same fucking character. Uh, Jamie Foxx is 
that's this guy who I forget his name. Fox, not Fox. What's his name? Uh, in the movie. Yeah. I, I don't know, call him soul. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. They call him movie. pops, right? Well, then they call pops, him pops. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So, so that's why Jamie Foxx, uh, won this one. Yeah. So for, so, so for worse actor, this goes to show how there's not enough female led movies because we didn't really have a problem filling this one. No. Um, that there is enough movies by men with men in them that we could pick people regardless of COVID, uh, for being bad actors. Now, again, some of these are stretches. So here are the nominees right. in no right. certain order whatsoever. Adam Sandler for Hubie Halloween, Pedro Pascal for Wonder Woman 84, Charlie Heaton, uh, The New Mutants. Pedro Pascal is a huge fucking stretch for this category. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it was one. his – some people liked his over the top. I thought he didn't really fit too well with this. Like I didn't understand how he became so famous by not having anything, right. you know? Um, in, in the movie, I mean, like his right, character right. had nothing, but everybody knew who he was. Um, so that was a stretch. Um, Charlie Heaton, the new mutants, you, that he, he bugged you in that one. He bugged right? me, but, but Maisie Williams character bugged me more. So uh, I didn't have a did, problem with her. It did bother me as much, honestly. Yeah. We were different on the, like, again, we had to stretch out the shit. Yeah. And like Charlie Heaton in a normal year, probably wouldn't have even gotten nominated. Yeah. You know? Neither would have but, Pedro Pascal. Well, there was one that stood out the worst, so <laughs> we don't even have Well, to ironically, he also, this character is why he won the previous award uh, for playing <laughs> the same character, and it's Adam Sandler yeah. because it's the same character. It's, yeah. um He's done it before. Um, it's not Little Nicky. It's somebody else um, that well, I've seen him I'm, do it. It's like a combination of Waterboy and with a little happy Gilmore in there, a little, uh, uh, uh no, Billy Madison. There. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a combination of things, but mostly like kind of like water boy, just the town idiot. And you know, I, I, I don't know. There, there are things about the movie that made me laugh and, and shit. And he was, you know, if this was the only thing he did, you know, if he just did this and nothing else before that, I probably would have liked it more, but, my favorite part of that movie was still Steve Buscemi. <laughs> like, made laugh. He made me laugh so fucking hard. Uh, he kept playing <laughs> stupid werewolf. That's so dumb. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Adam Sandler, good for you. Um, so now I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to go worst director. Okay. And then you go and then you go best director. So, so we're because we're we're down to the nitty gritty here. So yeah. I, I'm going to go with worst director, and here are the three categories. Okay. We have, um, and you, anybody that hadn't seen these movies would be like, what the fuck? But, uh, Patty Jenkins for Wonder Woman 84. I mean, she, she did an amazing job with Wonder Woman. And I know from the fact that I've heard stories of her fighting and fighting and fighting the way she wanted that movie. And that's why it was so damn good. Um, in the third act, obviously she didn't win that argument, but this movie, I was like, what the fuck? Like what happened? This is a complete departure from the first movie. And I just, yeah. I really had a huge problem with this movie so much so that I haven't watched it since I watched it one time and I don't give a shit about it. But, um, anyway, so we're, so Patty Jenkins, uh, the next one would be Nikki Caro. We wanted to love Mulan. It was my, it was my most anticipated of last year. It was also the most disappointing. If we had a most disappointment award, it definitely would have went to this movie because uh, we've said it many times. This movie was the movie in the Disney catalog that was ripe to remake and actually do something really awesome with. And they, they, they shit the bed. Sorry. They, they did a really poor job. Everything um, that I was afraid of that would happen when I heard that there was going to be white writers and a white director for this movie, I was, <sighs> everything came true. Yeah. Everything that I was afraid of came true in Mulan. And, um, and it didn't mean that we want, like, it didn't mean like, oh, I told you so. We didn't want that to happen. We were hopeful it was still going to be really good. And yeah. uh, the trailer, you know, it made us a little nervous, but at the same time, we're like, oh, this looks kind of decent. And uh, no, uh, they did a bad job. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, we have uh, the new mutants and the new mutants, you know, it turned out to be a different movie, I think, than what he had intended. And he did um, The Fault of Our Stars, which is 
such a great book and, and it's such a great movie. Um, if you're not crying at the end of that movie, then you're a robot. Um, really good uh, love story. Um, I liked it. Um, but then he does this movie and it, it was in development hell for years and years. Yeah, um, like four or five directors were attached to this movie. Um, so crazy. I mean, when you watch it, you're like, Oh, that's Arya from Game of Thrones, but it's like when she's little. <laughs> like and now she's a grown woman. This movie comes out and Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ugh. definitely had a it looked like she had a growth spurt in between. Um but I nominated uh we didn't nominate the director for this one, and here's why. Um, uh, because I did watch that Joe Blow for New Mutants and I found out that they basically did a Warner Brothers Snyder to this thing. Right. Um twentieth Century Fox did, meaning that um, they redid the movie halfway through the shoot. Yep. So that's why it feels so fucking disjointed. And in the Joe Blow video, they actually reveal what the original intention for the movie was. And I, and like normal, normal when a movie fails this horribly, you're thinking, why didn't you just listen to the director? Because this sucks. Yeah, And, you know, even with Justice League, you can kind of understand why they thought they were doing better than, you know, because his previous two films weren't good. You know, it's a lot different than like Sam Raimi, where you're like, Sony, leave him alone. Yeah. You know, let him direct his third movie. And what we got was Sony interference. Like, yeah, yeah. he has writing credits on it, but he was forced to do that shit. Um, uh, with them, and in yeah. this, yeah. right. And in this one, it's the same thing. Um, I didn't feel right, even though that was probably the worst movie, uh, that we saw. Um, it, it, you know, Hubie Halloween is meant to be that dumb. It's supposed to be like that. It's a comedy, right. but New Mutants isn't trying to be stupid, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're, tr- they're actually trying. So, and so in other words, the worst director is 20th Century Fox for New Mutants. Yeah. We, <laughs> we are the first right. to ever nominate a studio. <laughs> Yep. Uh, if this was 2017, we would have said Warner Brothers won that one for Justice. Yeah, but we didn't know at the time. We have yeah. to retcon that next year. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, surprise of the year. Oh yeah. 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 Big time. Anyway, so. So you get best director. Yeah. An entire fucking studio. Um, and we will continue <laughs> to do this because it's bullshit. Like again, yeah. I understand why they did that with Zack Snyder, even though if you had watched the final product, I don't know how you could choose Joss Whedon's version, but I understand why you did it, you know, that you thought you knew better than Zack Snyder after watching the first two movies. Um, but in this one, you had no reason to. I That's think they right. were afraid that he was going too much horror, which I was like, I remember seeing that trailer. That's why we wanted to go see it. Yeah. And then the movie that I got wasn't even close to that. And and my favorite thing about it was Anya Taylor-Joy. I mean, but yeah. but... When you have that movie come out, when like the fucking, what is it? Uh, the Queen's Gambit comes out and you're like, oh my God, because yeah. that was several years ago and Queen's Gambit was recent and you're sitting there going like, oh my gosh, like this actress is phenomenal, yeah. you know? And I felt bad for her. I'm like, ah, you're attached to this piece of shit. Yeah. Back, it's kind of like watching then, Natalie Portman in, in the Star Wars movies and then watching <laughs> Natalie Portman in Black Swan. You're like, that's oh, the same God, actress. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, 20th Century Fox, you are the worst director. Okay. So best director now. And I think we're going to go worst movie, best movie because yes. that's how we usually do it. So yes. best director. Um, <laughs> so we have, uh, Gina Prince, but, uh, Bythewood Wood for the old guard. Uh, Harry Bad Bear for Enola Holmes and Kathy Yan for Birds of Prey. We, we went back and forth on this one too. Uh, right. But, but yeah. So all of them awesome, great movies. All of them so unique, uh, in, in many different ways, like stuff we've never seen before. Um, so this was a really, really tough category. What it came down to though. Uh, well, I don't want to give it away, but it just came well, down to something that. Well, know, what it came like down to was the way that the story was being told. Yes. And yeah. I've seen voiceover flashbacks before, like they did it with Deadpool. Um, they did it with Iron Man. Um, but the way that she does it, the way that Kathy Ann did it here 
in Birds of Prey, I liked it a lot. Um, and that's basically where we were leaning towards. Um, Enola Holmes was a, is a great film. Um, I really do, I really did enjoy it. Um, I did like when they were figuring out stuff, but that happens a lot in like, uh, um, Sherlock Holmes type movies and, she, and stuff. She broke the fourth wall in that movie too, right? Like yeah, she, she did. Her, she did. She yeah. did, which I enjoyed a lot too. Um, yeah. I think she does that in the, no, I don't, can't remember. Anyway, yeah. the old guard, of course. Uh, I mean, man, that was one of those movies that came out of nowhere for us. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a big sleeper hit for us. We we're like, what yeah. the hell is this? Came out of yep. nowhere. Um, but we uh, felt because, and what won this one, was the telling a story that I've seen before, but in a different completely way that I never thought about. And that's kind of how like Tenet was like, I've seen time travel before, but I've never seen that happen before. Right. Right. You know, and birds of prey is a unique comic book movie that stands alone. Yeah. They kind of, kind of flip it a little bit. Like you're rooting for bad girls. (laughs) Kind of. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, but, they, they make Harley Quinn likable, like she is in the comic books or like she was in um, the cartoons. I mean, they flesh out the character way more uh, after the animated series was over in the, yes. in the comic books. Um, but this Harley Quinn falls into that category where yeah. um, she grows as a character, which is – she's so good at it. Anyway, that's why we gave Kathy Ann the Best Director Award. For Birds of Prey. Yes. Birds of Prey won Best Director. Um, okay, so now we're at our final two categories. Um, we're going to go with Worst Movie right now. And it's the same... Uh, I mean, if you look at the directors, you can kind of guess that we're going to have the same you know, movies here. So, um, And this one we went a little bit back and forth with on, on Worst Movie because there's two in there and we were just like, oh, but we've got yeah. uh, Mulan. Mulan, um, you know, was one of those where I was like, man, that was so disappointing. And then Wonder Woman 84, same, really disappointing. But the one that really stood out, honestly, was New Mutants. It was just bad. It was just bad. Yeah, and this is this category was one of those stretches one, too. I mean, this was yeah. borderline. Had New Mutants not been so awful, um, we would have just given it, like we would have just did the same thing we did with the worst actress. <laughs> Gave it to COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because New Mutants stood out as by far the worst film, like Mulan and, and Wonder Woman 84, probably, I don't know, maybe Mulan would have made the list and not Wonder Woman 84 if we, you know, we saw more movies. So it was kind of a stretch to put those two movies in there because they're not, they're not good. They're highly disappointing. There's some good things in them. But it's very disappointing, and that usually doesn't qualify for worst movie. Worst movie is a worst movie. Um, exactly. And New Mutants definitely qualifies for that. But we don't, we didn't watch anything. Luckily, that was that fucking awful, right? Um, uh, but New Mutants definitely far and above is the reason why it won worst movie of of this for this year for yes. this year's Chewies. Completely agreed. It was it was not a great movie, but the studio fucked it up. Yeah, which is why they won Worst Director. Um, All right, so we're down to our last category for the 2021 Chewies. It's the one that you guys have been anxiously waiting for, I know, our four listeners uh, that are listening to this award show. this one was highly – we were highly debating this one too. I don't think we chose this one to the very end. Um, No, we actually skipped it. We started with it, and we didn't – Finish it until agree. the end. Yeah, we're just yeah. like let's let's put let's table this for a little bit. Let's go watch these three movies <laughs> the fin- <real> quick. <laughs> the final argument was pretty funny. It was it yeah. was like a rebuttal actually. So anyway, here are the be- best three movies: Birds of Prey, The Old Guard, and Enola Holmes. And you wanted to give it to The Old Guard. And I remember we were going back and forth At for first. basically two conversations. Yeah. And I remember right. the turning point was when you said, "I don't know, Birds of Prey won a lot." I don't think we should give it to them. I'm like, this ain't a fucking feel good like award show. <laughs> if it's the best movie, it's the best fucking movie. Like, we're not going to give out participation awards for best movie. She uses a bat. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. In a um, way you've never seen before. Every single one of these movies, uh, directed by a female, which is amazing. 
Um, we didn't pick it because of that. We picked it because those were basically the three best movies that we saw last year. Um, again, Enola Holmes, The Old Garden, Birds of Prey. And we've already talked about these movies and the winner of the 2021 Chewy, uh, best movie. If you haven't figured it out, if you haven't figured it out, because we already said it, uh, (laughs) Birds of Prey wins that award. Um, yes. Yeah. And that came out early last year. Like that was one one of the first movies we reviewed. Um, yeah, yeah, and this again. I don't know why it got so low of a rating. I completely love the cast. I love the storytelling. I loved Ewan McGregor in this. Margot Robbie is uh, Harley Quinn now to me. Um, and this movie was just slightly better than the old guard. I would say, yeah, I, I would say that too. And I really, really hope, I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard anything on a birds of prey two or a Harley Quinn movie or what's going on, but, um, well, we it, know, we know out of all three of these movies, the old guard has been greenlit for a sequel. Yes. That just happened not too long ago, like a couple of days ago. And but we, we don't know, know about the other two movies. We're not sure, but Enola Holmes might be, greenlit as well but who knows with with birds of prey out of knowing yeah because of the it it was a according to box office mojo and other places it was a big disappointment compared to the first suicide squad and i think that's a really low bar yeah to to judge a movie by that's a terrible well by the time they got to birds of prey they were already disappointed with other movies i mean i was too i was like yeah Oh geez, more of this shit. I'm like, all right. I'll I thought it was going to be I, so fucking stupid. I, I thought it was going to be dumb. It. Just yeah. walked out of there, just smiling. I was like, yeah. that was so great. I hope people. I mean, watch that's this. basically you know, DC had cried wolf for so long with their movies, or the DCEU, I should say. Yeah, DCEU had cried uh, cried wolf so long, and then now finally, like you know, Wonder Woman came out. Aquaman was okay, although I do like Snyder's Aquaman way fucking better than that Aquaman. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so like, it was just, it just, you got tired of it, you know, like I already saw Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad and that movie was garbage. I don't know how it made a lot of money, but it's garbage. And, um, this movie is the complete opposite of that. Well, um, the other, the new side, the, the Suicide Squad that's coming out, I, I've, I'm probably more excited about that movie than anything. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I'm hoping because Harley Quinn is in it. That perhaps will get you know more of her in something else. So that movie looks fucking fantastic. It I can't looks. Wait, it just looks to bonkers. It, it looks like, bonkers. This is what happens when you give James Gunn comic book characters, but then you could say we you can rate it R, and he just goes ape shit. Like right. this movie looks. Or you could put whoever you want in there. He's like, okay, I'll put Polka Dot Man. I mean, you can like, kind of <laughs> right. I mean, you can kind of see like. That whole bag of dicks thing that yeah, that yeah. John Cena does, it's fucking hilarious. Hilarious. It is so funny. I cannot wait for that movie. Um and yes, you know, Harley Quinn is in it and oh man, I can't wait for that movie. It's yeah, it's 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 gonna be so great. Yeah. I can't believe that it's gonna be on HBO Max though. They really just, <laughs> I just yeah, can't I believe that. Um I, I read a, an article uh yesterday that said Justice League did barely anything for subscribers. Like really? not a lot of, yeah, not a lot of people subscribe just to watch that movie. I think because people were already subscribed from when wonder woman and then God, uh, the Godzilla one actually brought in a lot of subscribers. So yeah. people were already subscribed. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like justice league was six months away from the other films and people resubscribed or something. It yeah, was yeah. because it was just too close to those other movies. I think. They didn't get new subscribers. So anyway, uh, but yeah, I, whatever. It, that, that's why they need, I mean, honestly, they should have put Justice League in theaters as well. They really should have done it. Um, I would I have gotten would, to see it. I would have gotten to see it. Too. I, would have, I would have saw the shit out of that in IMAX. Oh, it would have been amazing in IMAX. So I, mean, yeah. I would have driven down to Sacramento just for that. But anyway, but that's, this is our, this is our Chewies. You know, normally we have, it's more inflated, but I think we did a pretty good job of, what we had to kind of inflate this into an hour show, but uh, you know, and we kind of were a little repetitive in some of this stuff, but uh, this is what we had to work with last year. And I'm hoping this year we have way more to work with. And now with the, like, honestly with the streaming, there are so many movies and things coming out this year on the streaming that we might have more of those on there. I don't know. 
Uh, we could have. Yeah, no but awards. I think I think Birds of Prey would have still been in the best movie category. Probably yeah. from for if if other movies came out like, you know, if Suicide came out same time as you know same year as as Birds of Prey, I probably would have had both of them in there. Not yeah. seeing Suicide Squad, but knowing Birds of Prey for what it was that I saw, I probably would have still in, been in best movie. But then again, we would have had like five movies in the cat in, in the yeah. category. Yeah, it would have been a little so, different. So yeah, for sure. All righty. Well, that was our that was our Chewies, uh, Chewies of 2021, uh, and that's also episode 318 of Chew on This and Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Till next time, folks. Chew on that.